Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural with Radical Change Ministries. Okay, so welcome here everyone. <laughs> um, as I said to you previously or earlier, Pastor Renato is in a little bit break. So I just want to thank her for this opportunity to share with you some things this morning. So the Lord put it on my heart to share about worship this morning. Because I feel worship changes your life. It's just something else. And um, during last week, I was speaking to a friend that was sharing with me that she's writing a book about worship, praise and worship, and about this king that she told me about. And I was so amazed. It was such an amazing story. And I thought, yo, I'm going to share with you a little bit this morning on that story. And then you're going to see it. Um, yeah, so I want to first start. Oh, first I want to tell you there's a little surprise today. So don't leave early. <laughs> Wait until the end. Don't switch off your Facebook if you're on Facebook. Just bear with us and my story. I love stories. That's why I also always loved it to be in children's church, telling the Bible in stories. And so I want to share with you that story this morning because this is called the School of the Supernatural. So what do you expect of this? Who's going to tell me? Why, why do you come here? What do you expect? What do you see as supernatural? Anyone? I told you, you must put this back. Just take the mic there next to you because they're recording it. Just switch it on. Sorry, there's a little bit, a little knock there. Okay, thank you. You can go. Uh, we are here just because uh, we are disparate of the Word of God. Yes, I mean. Yeah. Anybody else? Nobody. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You can. So what for me, the supernatural is, as I said, we, we are being touched in unexpected ways. We come here to have an encounter, something special. And sometimes it's in different ways. Now, sometimes we do it in the prophetic or in worship or in prayer, but we come with an expectation. Yeah. So let me tell you about my story. It is so amazing. So we're going to do a lot of word today. Biblical word. <laughs> so um, the story I'm going to share with you is 2 Chronicles 20 from verse 1 to 23. So it's a long story. So you have to bear with me because this is really an amazing story of how God helps us. And actually when we were singing our songs just now and when Moses was opening the Red Sea, and I was also thinking, oh, wow, how much did God help them? They didn't have to kill and fight and he just opened the sea and what happened? They just walked right through it. Is it true? So who of you are fighting battles at the moment in your life? Anything small, big, inside of yourself, outside from the world? Anybody? Yes, we all are fighting battles daily. Isn't it true? Yes. So let's go and look at our stories. Are you ready? So, okay. First, it was about Judah invaded. So this king have a really difficult name, as you say. See there, but so forgive me if I don't pronounce it. <laughs> okay. Now it happened after this that the Moabites and the Ammonites, together with some of the Meonites, came to make war against Jehoshaphat. Then it was reported to Jehoshaphat, a great multitude has came against you from behind the Dead Sea, out of Aram, Syria. And behold, 
Darin Hazan, Hazazan Tamar, that is in Gedi. What do you think if you were to get such news like that today? There's a multitude waiting for you outside. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and he set himself determinedly in his vital need to seek the Lord. So there's a first point I want you to remember, to seek the Lord. What are we doing? When we come here, or when you come to church on a Sunday, um, I shared this story on Sunday, but I just feel I need to share it again. Sometimes people feel they don't want to come to church if they know a certain pastor is preaching or not preaching. And they come with an expectation. It's good. God wants us to have an expectation. But sometimes you might miss something very important because God used all of us to give us different things. So, but the main thing is we must come here to see God, not to come and seek a certain pastor or somebody. Is it true? Do you agree with me? So we must come with that expectation. I'm going to have an encounter with God and I'm seeking Him. And He proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So the people of Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from all the city of Judah to seek the Lord, longing for Him with all their heart. Isn't it true? That's what I feel like. Like that song we sang about, this is the air I breathe. It is just so beautiful. It's just, I'm desperate for you. Every day, I want to be filled and I'm seeking you. And how beautiful was that version talent played? Um, the, the violence, did you hear the violence? And the same in the last song. So it's always on my bucket list, I must tell you this. I want to play the drums. That is my, I want to learn to play the drums. But okay, that hasn't happened yet, but soon. But now I've changed my mind. I think I want to play the violin because that was so beautiful. Huh? Okay, so let's look at Jehoshaphat's prayer. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hand. There is no one able to take a stand against you. Oh, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? They have lived in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name's saying. If evil come on us or the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand before this house and before you. For your name and your presence is in this house. And we will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear and save us. So what is he doing here? He's reminding God and telling God how good he is. He's worshiping him. He say, thank you. Is it true? He say, thank you. And as I said on Sunday, if God helped you before, do you think he will do it again? Yes, definitely. It's not just, okay, I helped you once. I'm never, now I forgot you. Your name is not there anymore. <laughs> So now behold, the sons of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you would not allow Israel to invite when they came from the land of Egypt, for they turned away from them and did not destroy him. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to drive us out of your possession, which you have given us as an inheritance. Our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless against this great multitude, which is becoming against you. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. So important. We must our eyes and our heart be when we go through battles on God. 
But sometimes when something happens to us, it's the last place we go to. We first complain, oh, why? What did I do wrong again? Why is this happening to me again? What is wrong? Is it true? What is your first thing when a battle comes to your way or something bad happens to you? Not again. What did I do? Why me? So so all Judah stood before the Lord with their infants, their wives, and their children. Wow, isn't this beautiful? And that's what we wish or what I want because sometimes only one person might serve the Lord in the house. But remember, that's good. But that is God's desire that everyone must serve Him. Now, all the children, all the wives, all the husbands, everyone. Okay, the next part is very powerful. So Jehaziel answers the prayer. Then in the midst of the assembly, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jehiel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asbath. He said, listen carefully, all you people of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, the Lord says this to you. Be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. How beautiful is that? Very important. Write it down. Say it with me. I'm going to say it and you're going to declare it with me. For the battle is not mine, but it's God's. So go down against them tomorrow. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the river valley, in the front of the wilderness of Jerel. You need not fight in this battle. What do we do when we have a battle? We want to fight. We are ready. What must I do? Sometimes it's very hard to wait on God to tell you what to do not to fight. Take your positions. So what must I do? They must still take the battle position. So we must still take our position. Stand and witness the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Do we believe that when we go out? I've spoken to somebody who said, oh, the work situation is so bad, and I know it is bad sometimes. And, but we must know the Lord is always with us. I know every day He will give us new strength. Like that song also said, this is our daily bread. And I thought, we must seek His presence daily. We not just come here on a Sunday or a Wednesday morning and think that's enough for the rest of the week. We must do it daily. And this is the best part I want to share with you. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground. So what did he do? He worshipped. He said, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshipping him. The Levites from the sons of the Kohathites and the sons of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a very loud voice. Oh my word, and I read this wonderful thing um, because I love to do research. So when I get a topic God showed me I must do, then I would like to research it. And I was reading this thing about worship and the guy said, um, no matter what you do, some people will just never worship. I remember in a previous church I went to, our praise and worship were loud. Because what does it say? Make a loud noise to the Lord. No, not a soft noise. And then some people will never clap hands. Even some people in the first service where it was a little bit more quiet would bring earplugs to the service. 
And I just felt they could just walk past him and just pull it out of the ears. <laughs> and some people you can just see. Do we worship God like this? Huh? In this position. Can you see me? Let me just show you. Is this how we worship God? Do you think he's, that's how he's going to respond to us? No, I don't think so. So he says, take your position. So what position is that if you cross your arms? Sorry, talent. <laughs> I will sit still. <laughs> so enemies destroyed himself. So they got up early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe and trust in the Lord your God, and you will be established, secure. Believe and trust in His prophets and succeed. And that's another important thing. Sometimes the prophet would bring us a word, and sometimes people don't believe it or they don't take it. We must always taste the, the prophetic word and must be in your heart. But what do you think would happen if they didn't listen to the prophet here? When he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in their holy priestly attire as they went out before the army and said, Praise and give thanks to the Lord for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. When they began singing and praising the Lord, said ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, so they were struck down in the feet. For the sons of Ammon and Moab, suspecting betrayal, rose up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, completely destroying them. And when they had finished with the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. Wow. Okay, I didn't tell you the last two. I'm just going to go with the last two verses as well. I think I just said to 23, but I see it's actually to 25. <laughs> when the men of Judah came to the lookout tower of the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and behold, they were dead bodies lying on the ground and no one had escaped. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take this spoil, they found much among them, including equipment, garments and valuable things, which they took for themselves more than I could carry away, so much that I spent three days gathering the spoil. Yeah, I'm just going to read up until there. Isn't it amazing? So what did I do before they fight the battle? What did I do? Anybody? They worshipped and they already thanked God. Yes, they already thanked Him and gave Him praises. Is it true? So let's look a little bit at it. Um, so that was what I said to you. The first thing we do is we seek the Lord. Now, as we've seen there in the beginning, because we can't, can't do anything if we don't seek the Lord. Is it true? We need to seek Him. How do we seek Him? Who's going to tell me? Oh, guys, come on. You must help me this morning. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Now we seek Him in prayer, in the Word, spending time with Him. And again, let's look at what Jehoshaphat did before he started anything. He acknowledged who God was. What did he say? He knows you so good. Because what do we do? Remember, we've done a few of these exercises. What do we say when we praise God or we worship Him? I think let's do that again. Let's start at that side. And say something that worship God. We start with the mic. Not thank Him. Praise or worship Him. 
Because it's easy to thank Him. Is it? So but how do we praise and worship Him? Let's start it and you tell me, well, what would you say to God to praise Him or to worship Him? Uh, we praise Him by singing to Him. No, no, but praise Him. Yeah. You must praise Him. Say something to Him that's praising Him. Don't tell me what uh, you do. Praise Him now. Say uh, something. So you guys have some time to think already. Uh, <laughs> I've put Him on the spot. Uh, okay. We're going to send the mic around. Uh, God, you are so great. I mean, God, you are so great. God, you are always good for us. You are the Lord of Lords. I mean, you're always good for us. You're the Lord of Lords. If you really don't want to, but come on. Will you just take the mic and just pause it if you don't want to say something? <laughs> Lord, you are unchanging. I mean, it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, you are so good. I mean, you, he's so good. And he's all, only good now. You are so powerful. I mean, powerful. Lord, you are Jehovah Elohim, you are Jehovah El Shaddai, you are good, you are wonderful. Amen. Wonderful and good. <laughs> now she said, you said what you, I wanted to say. <laughs> you can say something else. <laughs> you don't want. I wanted to say it's wonderful. Wonderful. Yes, amen. You can just switch it off and you can just set it down there. So, Jehoshaphat trusted God. Do we trust God? Do we? If you're in a bad situation, as I said on Sunday, so when we came to church, we just came here with the fumes of our car or whatever. We don't know how we're going to get home. So are we trusting Him? And that's the thing for Jehoshaphat. He trusted the Lord. So, God said to them, they don't have to prepare for any battle. They must just take the position and they're going to win this fight. Do not fear, trust me. Oh, and the most important thing that I did, give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever. So what the most important thing here is love. God loves each and every one of us. Um, I listened to a short devotional this morning before I came here and the pastor said, you know, sometimes we're so hard on ourselves. We are breaking ourselves down. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not making a difference in this world. And sometimes we face those challenges because like even, you know, people come here and expect somebody to be here and then they don't find that person here. So it is, you know, you must motivate yourself. Um, God, you want to bring a word to the people, no matter who you're using. It's God's word. And that's the thing we need to know, that He loves us, and that we must love ourselves as well. Oh, and then a very important thing. Did they obey God, or did they just go and do their own thing? Yes, because he, they didn't fight, they didn't do anything because God came in and he brought confusion into the enemy. They didn't do, have to do anything. 
And that's so important because many times God tells us to do something and then do we do it? Like Pastor Renato said, when you're at, say for example, checkers or pick and pay and the cashier is there, do you give them a compliment or do you want to fight with them? We have to be obedient. I was telling some friends last night, um, you know, whenever Pastor Renato asked me, will I stand in or will I help her? I always say, yes, I will do it. Until I have put my foot on the stage and I think, what was wrong with me? <laughs> I shouldn't, I must phone and tell I'm not doing it, get somebody else. <laughs> you know, but God expects us to be obedient. I was just telling the talent in Yaku before the time, um, when I was at school, oh my word, I hated it to talk in front of people. I still do. <laughs> but your God is making it easier. When we had to do like speeches and you have to stand up, oh my word, I wanted to run away. I was like, oh, no, I felt like I couldn't breathe. It was so bad. But over the years, God has changed me. And only when I started going to church and going to cell group, the first time I was at children's ministry, I had five children in the class. I will never forget it. So I was giving them papers to start. My hands were shaking like this. I couldn't give them the papers. And then I thought, oh my word, it's amazing how God works in us because He wants us to be obedient and then He will do the thing. Now, so that's the main thing. And this is different to, by getting an instruction and following the instruction. Is it true? Because many times you will get an instruction or God will say to you, pray for that person or do this. I don't know if I shared it, but I think I shared it, but I'm going to share it again. When I was in hospital, and Pastor Renato and Pastor Yaku had a prayer session on the Thursday night. And Pastor Renato was saying, um, in the area that you get attacked most in your life is actually your ministry. And I was really sick and I was very nauseous. And I thought, okay, I must, after the prayer session, I want to go to the bathroom. And there's this, this young girl in the hospital that was like, um, they were thinking that she's going to have a miscarriage. And she was so afraid and she was upset and because of this COVID thing, you're not allowed any visitors. So there's nobody there to support you. And God just said to me, you're going to pray for her. And I said, no ways. I'm not going to. I'm sick myself. I don't feel nice. I want to go to the bathroom. And when I was just walking past the bed, I just heard Pastor Renato's voice. That's your ministry. I said, oh, okay, let me be obedient. And you know, and she felt so much better. And the next morning when the doctor came by, nothing was wrong with her. Everything was fine. The baby was fine. Everything was fine. You see, we need to be obedient. So it's fine to get the instructions, but being obedient, that is one of the most important things. As I said, okay. So what I love about this morning is why I want to come to speak to you actually about worship. So I shared a lot of you with you now about the King Jehoshaphat because why? You worship God. And he won his battle without fighting anything. And that was so powerful because, you know, sometimes you read the Bible. And somebody, when I first started with my undergrad program in Bible college, one of our assignments for first year is to read the Bible. You have to tick off everything and you must fill in an affidavit. So sometimes it's not so easy, but you're also allowed to listen to the Bible. So whenever I drove somewhere, I would listen to it. I had an audio Bible in the car, but it's all these heavy instruments and it was so dramatic. 
So you listen to it, but sometimes you don't absorb everything. It was like with this story when we were talking, when the friend who's writing the book was talking about this. I said, wow, we've heard this story, we've read it, but I never realized you worshipped and they fight no battle. That was so amazing for me. So I want to share a little few things with you guys about the prophetic and worship. So what happens like this morning when I chose the songs for our worship and praise and worship, you'll see everything was like prophetic. Is it what are we are doing today? Like, how do I fight my battles? Did you see how do I fight my battles? Was what I'm talking about now. And this is the air I breathe. Everything is just for me preparing the ground. So that is what worship is doing. So when you listen to the songs, who of you, while you're worshiping God or praising Him, felt His presence and felt His talking to you? Hmm? Is it true? Even sometimes more than somebody preaching or somebody praying, the worship is just so prophetic. So I want to share a little bit about prophetic praise and worship. And as Jehaziel, the prophet, or the prophetic, brought a prophetic word to say what God said. We're not going to fight any battle. So what's the first thing? I'm going to share about six points with you guys about the prophetic and worship. Um, when I was going through a very bad time, I also shared this on Sunday. When we came here, um, they always played this song, God is able and He is my provider and He will provide in everything. And we were going through a really big, big financial battle. And I just felt, yo, I don't know what to do. I can only, God is the only one who can change this situation. It was really, really bad. And that song, when it played, I was just crying every time because it just spoke to me. And I knew God is the one that's providing for us, no matter what we do. And that is so preparing the ground for us. And um, there's so many ways we can worship God, not just through singing, but through the Word, through prayer, through giving. There's many ways to worship Him. So, um, because I always think to myself, I'm not a musician. I can't play any instruments or nothing. I did at school a little bit, but it's not something natural, you know. I had to go for lessons. Otherwise, I couldn't do it. So, but doesn't mean I can't worship Him. No. It mean, doesn't mean because I can't sing, I won't sing. No. <laughs> so what's the first thing He does? It gives us an encounter with God when we have a prophetic song. Do you agree with that? Anybody? Yes, because... As I said, sometimes there's just something in that song or that words that just connect you with Him. So it gives you an encounter with Him. Um, and why were we, why, what is the reason you were created? Who can tell me? You guys can say it in the mic for me. <laughs> huh? Please share with us. Why is the reason you were created? Everyone, you need to tell me now why you were created. Because, because God has a purpose for us. Yes, God has a purpose for us. Why were you created? No reason. Oh my word. Okay. <laughs> to love for Him and to worship Yes. That's the thing. To worship Him. Yes. Lorraine? I think... Uh, to serve him and serve our, our 
Yes, Awesome. Some were just created to pass on the mic. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I was created because he has a purpose that I must, on his behalf, I must uh, convey his message to the unknown, those yes. who, are, who have not seen him. I mean. Yeah, uh, we have been created uh, to worship Him. Yes. That's the main reason. Thank you. We were created to worship Him. Because can God worship Himself? No. And what does the Bible say about worship? You become like the thing you worship. Is it true? So what are you worshiping? Are you worshiping God? Are you becoming like Him? And that's one got to me because some people worship their money, their house, their career, all those things. But we were created to worship God because we are created to His image and we want to become like Him. So what else happens when we have a prophetic encounter with Him? We receive an impartation from God, isn't it? It's like that last song when I've, I've heard it, that song actually for the first time this year when it says, I'm be- because he lives, I can face tomorrow. And wow, when I heard that song the first time, I was like crying my eyes out. It was so beautiful. And then I felt I had an importation from God because I was at such a low point in my life at that stage. And when he said that, I thought, okay, I can face tomorrow because he lives. What did he go through? He's helping me. And um, that's another thing about worship. What I said, we have an encounter with God. It gives you an importation. And we have that other song, it says, put on the garment of praise when you are heavy-hearted ne? or when you have heaviness. So um, since I was in hospital and I came out, I was a little bit not in a good space. I was really heavy-hearted. And last week when I came here, and Talon know one of my favorite songs is that, Soul on Fire. And it just felt, yeah, oh, I had a breakthrough. Because it was just, I want to burn for you again. And it just changed my heart. And I really had an encounter because God said, it's over now, it's enough now. You felt sorry for yourself long enough now. It's time to get out of this and get back into what you were called for. Worship me, praise me. That was so important. Okay, so the psalm I want to share there with you is Psalm 107 verse 20. Because so when we have expectation that God, as God leads us in praise and worship, we and, and others will be healed and set free from oppression. So he sent his word and healed them and rescued them from this, their destruction. Hmm? Because it's healing us. And the same as with when that one that says, put on the garment of praise when you are feeling heavy. Yeah, it breaks open the atmosphere for God to move. So I don't know, um, your. My whole life, I was in a religious church. And the songs we did in a religious church, um, how can I put it nicely? (laughs) It was not ground to open up anything. It was really, really heavy, really. But the songs we do in this church today, it's opening up ground. It's creating an atmosphere. And when that atmosphere is there, God can move mightily in our life. Um, because 
let me just say, praise is prophetic when it's directed and empowered by the Holy Spirit to accomplish God's now purpose for our life. Or when we are here, what does God want to share with you now? Are you ready to listen? Are you ready to date, for, to receive as I'm sharing this worship with you guys? So it drives away every oppression, depression, heaviness. In Psalm 149 verse 5, Let the godly ones exalt in glory. Let them sing for joy on their beds. So we are singing. We are happy. It's driving everything away. It's preparing the atmosphere for God to move. Um, you know, it is difficult sometimes when you just go into a hospital and start to pray for people. You know, it's not... Because sometimes there's a lot of noise and things. But when God wants to work, He will create the atmosphere there as well. It's just so much easier when we're in worship and we're praising Him. Okay, prepare our hearts for God's Word. So John 4, verse 23 to 24. But the time is coming, and it is already here, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit, from the heart, the inner self, and in truth, for the Father seeks such people to be His worshippers. So let's look at ourselves today. Uh, am I a true worshipper? How do you worship God? As I said, it just doesn't have to be music. There can be many ways. And so many people are so creative. They write. They, oh, there's so many ways. So how am I? Am I a true worshipper? And then, for me, number five, I'm going to share with you, is 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26. What then is the right course, believers? When you meet together, each one has a psalm, a teaching, a revelation, disclosure of special knowledge, a tongue or an interpretation. Let everything be constructive and edifying and done for the good of all the church. So what is the prophetic doing? It builds us up, encourages us, it edifies us. So when we're here today, we're already thinking, do I have a word for someone? Because worship brings the prof a prophetic message. Are you ready to give word to someone today? You are. You have a word for someone. Awesome. Because God is preparing the ground and I'm going to, teach about for two or three minutes more then <laughs> you are all going to join me yes <laughs> and then um, sometimes we come here the last point uh, when we need a specific breakthrough because why was the reason you came what was the reason you came here in the first place what did you feel in need of I just felt when I came here I'm so lost and I'm so desperate. I just need, I don't know what I need. I, I just needed love. And somebody to say, oh, it's going to be okay. <laughs> You're going to be okay. <laughs> I didn't even come here to have a prophetic word, just to sit and receive. And I know we can only receive so much. Nah, then we need to start to give out a little bit. So let's just look at um, Isaiah 54 verse 1 to 3. Shout for joy, O barren one, she who has not given birth. Break forth into joyful shouting and rejoice. So rejoice. She who has not gone into labor with child. For the spiritual sons 
of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons of the married woman, says the Lord. Verse 2. We have just a second. There we go. Enlarge the side of your tent to make room for more children. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare them. Lengthen your tent ropes and make your pegs stakes firm in the ground. And verse 3. For you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will take possessions of nations and will inhabit deserted cities. Wow, that is so awesome, huh? Because that's, we give word, we encourage people, and we're going to have a lot of children. We're going to enlarge our tent. But if we, I only come here and go home, am I enlarging anything? Am I doing anything? No, sometimes we think, okay, but... You know, I'm not called to speak in front of people. or, But it doesn't mean we have to do that. Just that one person's life you're going to change. Saying hello or encouraging somebody when you... Who of you goes to the shops to buy stuff? We all do. Well, are you so lucky to have a personal shop and never go to the shop? I'm seeing that in my future. I'm prophesying it over myself. I'm going to have a personal shop. <laughs> but you do. You You... On a daily basis, do you get in contact with other people or not? You just, I know it was um, locked down and we were isolated, but we still get into contact with other people. So how did you speak? What did you do to them? Did you fight the battles? Um, did you transform barrenness into fruitfulness? That's what I want to ask. That's such an important question because that's what all the scripture is about, about the fruitfulness, enlarging it. Can you just imagine when you go into the shop and people are fighting to serve you because it's just such an awesome experience when you go into the shop to be in your presence. Have you ever met a person like that that you just want to stay in their presence the whole time because it's so sweet? And so soft, and it's just showing God's love to us. So again, in John 4, 23, you don't have to bring it up again, but it, the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. So are we ready? Are you ready in this hour now? So just look at yourself. Take yesterday. Think about yesterday. What did you do yesterday? How did you worship him? So, I just want to leave this thing with you and then I'm going to ask you if you have any word for somebody and then I'm going to have the special surprise for you. So, I hope you guys are ready there in the back. <laughs> I know our session is a little bit shorter this morning. But um, if you have any questions, if you learn anything, if you want to know anything, Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.